Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. I don't know if there's a community call today or a class because Jennifer wrote an oh. email that there might be a class today, but it doesn't matter. We'll see. Well, it came out as a community call, but we'll see. Maybe that wasn't changed. <laughs> Good morning. Morning. Hello. Hello. Hi, Lana. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Sorry, I'm a little late. Just trying to eat something real quick. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Rich. I'm on the phone today. Hi. Hi, Rich. Hey, Rich. Is Karen also on the phone? Yeah, she's uh will be shortly. She's still okay. coming, but she'll get up. She'll get on the phone. And Angela also on the phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, Angela. Hi, Angela. I'm Linda. Hi. Hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so do one of you guys know that if this is a class or a community call? It's a community call. Okay. <laughs> in sequence. Does somebody want to pray us in? Go for it, Linda. All righty. I'm placing my hands on my heart. Taking in that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this time to come together with my beautiful brothers and sisters. Grateful for our willingness and dedication and devotion to decide for God, to decide for love in every area of our life, in every cell, function, and fiber of our being. So grateful to be willing, to be willing, to be willing. (laughs) Grateful for Jennifer and her vision for our community, for our lives, for the teachings that she has put forth into this world and that we get to live out every day of our lives. We're grateful for all of our earthly and heavenly helpers. We ask that they surround and support us now during this call and as we go through each and every day of our life. And we're so grateful we get to share the benefits of our own healing and expanding awareness with everyone because we're one with them. Grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Linda. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Hi, Lawrence. Hi. Well, I'm grateful I get to join you all today because I had jury duty yesterday and I did not want to be picked. (laughs) 
So I am so grateful to be here. Um, it's not that I don't want to serve my civic duty because I do, but it was a, um, um, a wrongful death, um, civil suit and, um, medical malpractice, um, that was going to last about five days. And I think I've kind of had my share of the medical system for the year. So <laughs> I was like, dear God, please. <laughs> I paid my dues. Yes. <laughs> so I was grateful that he decided that I've learned that lesson. I don't have to do that right now. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. And I've been having some fun playing with the, um, you know, we were talking about the, the drumming thing. And, um, so the guy that is the head of the, um, great rhythm revival that I go to every year, um, has some CDs out and I've been listening to his newest CD like over and over and over again, because I just love it. Um, and he, there's a piece in there that's just drums. And I thought we need to all listen to that and then come together and have a drumming circle online. <laughs> it's like, these are the crazy thoughts going through my head. But one of the songs too, on his, um, on his newest CD, um, I, when I was listening to it a couple of days ago, I thought, you know what? When I die, since we've been talking about our eulogies, I would really like this one song. It's called We Have Arrived. I would really like this one song played, and I want everybody that is there to sing it. <laughs> Not asking too much, just, you know, a couple choir practices, you know. But I thought that would that would be so much fun because it feels to me like when I listen to the lyrics of it, like it's a conversation that I um, could have had with God. So, yeah. So I'll probably, I'll share it in our Facebook group later. It's just. Yes, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Along with my, my interpretations of the lyrics and stuff, because I don't know. It just, it feels so good to listen to it and, um, one of the lyrics was something about, um, you know, like you came upon a fork in the road and one path was paved and the other was thorny. And I chose to walk the thorny path with no shoes on, <laughs> but, um, and there's another part where, you know, just like we're having this conversation and, and then like I can imagine just like walking with God through my life and having this conversation. And all of a sudden God says, we have arrived and thinking like, wow, that went so fast. You know, like this whole life just went in a split second. And it just makes me really excited to want to experience everything. And really live the life that I was supposed to live. 
That sounds like you're in a good place. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Elena, go ahead. No, no, it seems to be a message for week for this week because um Rieko posted on Masterful Living 2, did you see this post about Claire? I didn't even know anything about her. This uh, girl, I think she was 18 years old, something like that, who essentially was um, had this illness since the very beginning, and then she, she obviously passed away, as far as I understood, like last week or two weeks ago. And uh, But she was... Uh, all of her life was exactly this message, like, live your life to the fullest, and essentially, like, she was not somebody who's scared of death or whatever. She just said, leave every moment. And she did it. She did it. I mean, an amazing message. And now, Linda, you're saying exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Elena. I didn't get that. <laughs> yes, it, it's a masterful <laughs> living, too. Yes. I've ne- I never heard about her. Yes. And then Yeko posted it, and uh, I was somehow guided to, to listen to the whole thing. So I, I watched the video and I obviously fall in love with this girl. Yes. And I didn't even know at the time I was watching the video that she already passed away, but whatever. It was a beautiful thing, really. A very, very beautiful message she, she left us. Yeah. Absolutely. Seize the day. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's also coming into my mind at the moment, um, because Linda, you shared about the drumming. I often listen to drumming because Venerable is doing a lot of drumming during her meditations. And I, it really helps me to really connect to my spirit so much, so deeply when I'm listening to this drumming. I feel like being in a trance. And I remember once Venerable said, listening to the, we should listen to the voices of those who are beyond us, who are crying and uh, comfort them and things like that. And it was such a deep trance. I could really feel this connection to uh, my ancestors. And it was just as Elena said, living my life to the fullest i mean feeling myself being part of something very huge and something big it's really amazing how this music this meditative music and really brings us into the state it's really incredible it does i always want to move with this music i don't know i have to just you know <laughs> and i must say the movement they come like uh, it's not something that i learned it's not dancing it's really Something huge, you know, coming through me. Yeah, it's like it's tribal or exactly, exactly, yes. And I think it's really made like like when I just have these images of like many people exactly moving with this reason, like you know, like like one. I think we can really feel the oneness. Yes, this kind of music, right? Yeah, I think so. I'll post their drumming piece in the in our group too. Yeah, and the lyrics as well, because you made me curious. I will sing yes. it with you, with play. I mean, I enjoy singing, so we yes. can maybe all <laughs> sing together here. It, 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 I, I think it's really somehow, I think the closest, uh, when I came to a really experiencing oneness, it was through music. 
and singing, you know, like when we, it's my experience, but. Yeah. I know I had that, I had that experience when, um, again, when I was at the revival and they, the um, Jim Donovan's group, they're called the Sun King Warriors. They were playing a concert. They do every year when we go on Saturday night. And um, they were playing one of their instrumental, just all drums piece. And I just closed my eyes because everybody around us is basically doing the same, same thing. I just closed my eyes and I just started dancing like a maniac. And um, when the when the piece was over um, and I opened up my eyes, uh, I looked around and this guy that was standing next to me thanked me. And I was like, what the heck is he thanking me for? <laughs> and so um, my friend Sue who was on the dance floor with me. She said, well, he was dancing with you. So he thought he was dancing with you and you were dancing with him. <laughs> and I said, I was not even on this date on this uh, dance floor right now. I was somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> so I hope I didn't, you know, when I looked at him with that blank stare, like, what the hell are you thanking me for? <laughs> I hope I didn't insult him in any way, but I didn't even know he was there. <laughs> oh man. It was fun. Yeah. So now I just play the music really loud in my kitchen while I'm doing the dishes and, dance like a maniac in my kitchen by myself. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I know this feeling. Also with the eyes closed. Yes. Because somehow then they just don't pay attention with what's around me and they're just all in this. Yeah. Time and space dissolves. Yes. The idea to close the eyes while I'm dancing came when I was reading this book. I think it's from Paola Coelho. The one, the witch of Portobello, something like that, which where he describes the, the story of this girl. Basically, she came to, to spirituality through this dancing. And interestingly enough, he mentioned that she, well, she just joined kind of a group who, who were dancing with obviously this kind of music with drums. And then um, somehow they, they had this feeling of cleansing, purification through it. And this group learned this kind of dancing from uh, teachings that came from Russia. Interestingly oh, yeah. enough, that, would make, that made me even more curious. And so I started like trying to do this. It was many, many years ago, even before I just discovered all of this, like over 10 years ago. probably. But I can totally relate to this feeling, close my eyes and then just go with the music. Mm-hmm. That the body moves with the reason. Yeah. Yep, it really can bridge all differences. You know, gender, sexual preference, ethnicity, skin color political <laughs> affiliation. Yeah. I mean, religious, it just, music is like, everybody likes music in one yes. form or another. And that, and the drumming is like, it just feels like your heartbeat. It just feels like 
like what brought us forth into this world. Right. I'm looking forward when you post it in our Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, I will. Right after class. I would like to share something, if we can, this is a different topic, but it's just, as I was speaking about Russia, it came again back to my mind. I shared somewhere in the, in spring, I think, about my the feelings that I have about Russia, and somehow this year, one came to another, and I had some counseling sessions about it, like, my Russia story has to be, like, needs healing. Because when I was doing the masterful living year one, the chakra work, I didn't have any issues with the first chakra. No, I was just blind. Literally nothing. I was looking at it. I said, like, there must be something. I remember, like, escaping my country. I didn't want to come. I never wanted to come back. But it's like, no, but there is no issues. Probably everything healed, which was not true. So this year, there's so many things happened. And then one thing came to another. And now we are all of five of us, five of us. So my husband and my children, we are flying in the beginning of October, to visit my family, so the whole family, in my native town, which is like 24 hours trip all in all from one place to another, literally 24 hours. So changing three, three times a plane, people come to visit us with two cars. It's somewhere in the middle of Ural Mountains. It's really in the middle of nowhere. Like 200 kilometers around us, it's only forest, which is, well, that's, that's the place where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing, and Lennon, do you know it? Because we discussed it in our prayer call. And so I'm coming there, looking forward finally to see my family and everything. And, you know, I come from a family where my parents divorced. So we'll have a lot of divorce stories in the family. And you know what happens? Just one week, no, two weeks ago now, my uncle calls and literally announces me. So my uncle is the person I'm going to visit. He said, he's going to divorce. I said, what? You were waiting for 10 years. 10 years I haven't been there. For 10 years. And now I'm coming. <laughs> you planned this. So it was, it's like the spirit is so showing me all the spaces of what I need to heal around. I was completely in this. I was calling my uncle, calling my cousin. So, can you hear me correctly? Because I had this internet unstable. So, and then, um, yes, I had very, very beautiful discussion with my beautiful prayer partner, Lena, which was very helpful. And so we prayed around it. And it was even a question that I, have no, I had no place to stay there because they, obviously they divorced. So that the atmosphere at home is very tense. And no, that's no way for us to go there. So I felt homeless, literally like no foundation, nothing. There is nothing for me there. Like, like I had an impression I came from nothingness. Like there is no family, nothing. And so a lot of feelings like sadness and everything. And I remember Jennifer saying that under anger, which I felt towards Russia, there must be sadness somewhere. So I came to sadness. And so now what's happening is that and it was really beautiful because 
you know, my uncle and my aunt, obviously, in the middle of divorce, which is not so friendly. That's why they're divorcing. But my aunt suggested that she would leave the house for one week so that we can come and spend the week in, in the house, which, which means a lot to me because it was the only house I kind of had. We had only a small apartment with my mom, and I'll I spend a lot of time in this house. And I, it, was, it means a lot to me because we spend a lot of money and we are going with the whole family there. You know, I wanted to spend time in this house with the people I love, my cousins and everything. And uh, so it means so much. And had enough, and my aunt had enough, you know, common sense and enough love towards me, actually, to say that, well, whatever happens with us, we don't want to, you know. They both love her. We want, don't want her to suffer. So I just wanted to share this. And it seems to me that, and that there are many cases, like the friends of mine, my best friend is currently in the middle of divorce as well. So that's a lot. It's around me. And it seems to me the universe is just sending, sending me a sign that I have to be uh, like, like I have to find peace with it. Because my idea was, no, 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 you don't have to divorce, stay together, <laughs> whatever stay together which is not the truth and it's not like not so much it's not my business i am responsible only for my life and my family and obviously my uncle and my aunt and my friend they can make their own choices so i'm learning this now and i for the first time in my life since it happened i literally have some feeling of peace about people like going through divorce separating and it's a big thing for me. I mean, you know, my parents divorced when I was eight months old. I don't even know why they married. <laughs> you know, so, so I went through my whole life with a feeling like if they had not divorced, all of this had been different for me. And I, and I realized that I don't know. It might have been worse. It might have been worse. I don't know. It's probably for my highest best what happened. Thank you for letting me share in this. That's wonderful, Elena, because that, uh, that's a new development, isn't it? You thought you were going to have to. Like, yeah, I was looking. Yes, exactly. We're looking for a hotel. <laughs> and in, in this town, there is like, there's no hotel. There is no restaurant. It is a very small place. It's, uh, and I say, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> And so we're thinking to stay stay over with somebody, like somebody else's parents or whatever. But it's it's different. It's not the same. It's not what I was looking for. And, uh, yeah. I, I, yes. And I obviously pray. I I use hope on a point of prayer to, to the whole situation. I shared with my cousin and she was very open to this as well. I think it's some, some there is some healing happening even between them but it doesn't it's like that's that's their story that's not mine to say you should stay together or you should do this or you should do that because i think it's still this little child in me who just wants to keep the parents together desperately you know <laughs> and every time people divorce next to me i'm like please stay together It feels like some closure. Yes, yes, it feels. It's like, 
like some closure around that issue that you have been healing. Like yes. going, going there is going to close any doubt that everything that happened before and everything that happens right now, that it should be any way other than it is. For yes. What? Yes. And bringing me also to this realization. And it's a lot of awareness coming now that, the way I am, where I am now at, and everything, even my job and all of this, the whole situation is just essentially really, really perfect the way it is. Not, not that I'm saying it, but it's the, the realization of it, you know. Oops, we have some visit. I have to mute myself. Otherwise, <laughs> Yeah, thank you for sharing. I also cannot hear me at the moment, but that's exactly a realization I also have got for the last weeks. At the moment, there are so many challenges in my life about my youngest son and the day nursery and things like that. And whenever I'm praying, whenever I'm connecting to my spirit, I always get the message, you Everything is perfect. It's about allowing yourself to feel this perfection. I mean, every discussion I have with the day nursery teachers who are complaining about my son's behavior and every discussion with my wife, everything is just perfect. It's for me a new possibility of letting go of attachments to really search for happiness outside of myself because it's inside of me. I needn't um, have other people to tell me how we should educate our son, how his school career will be like. I mean, it's all about love and connecting to each other and the other thing will fall into place when the time is right. This is what I'm feeling at the moment. And in the past, I was so much focused on other people telling me what's good and what is not so good and I come to realize it doesn't make any sense to listen to other people telling me about our past together. It's about connecting in love. This is all. And everything is perfect. I can absolutely relate to this a lot. I mean, this, I, I also must admit that even through the years of masterful living, and although I was praying a lot, but I noticed that a lot, Many times, not every time, but many times I was praying to somehow fix the situation as if I already, as though I had the solution in my mind and I knew that it has to be like somehow fixed and made the way I imagine. So, and the biggest thing is with my son, of course, like his school exactly the same, his school situation, his learning is like, I knew that it needs to be this way. And I was so focused on it. And now I, and it, it takes time to realize it, to release attachments. Like you say, that's really, really release attachments to this. 
and I, I, I did this uh, Byron Katie's uh, walk, you know, the judge your neighbor was my son. It was, just, it was a thing till the final kind of <laughs> exercise that helped me realize that he's literally and truly perfect the way he is. Because when I was writing this sentence, I want him to, what was, I want him to understand that school is important. And then turning it over, like, I don't, and I, I cried at the realization that I don't want. My heart doesn't want. He's eight years old. I want him to be innocent. I don't want him to realize how important the school is. And then is it important? If you turn it away, school is important. Is it true? Like, who knows? Who knows? How can I know? But when I really realized, realized it from my heart, I don't want him to understand that school is important. I don't want to him to to see that it's important to do homework. I want him to, to be pure and innocent and playful. And, and so now I put him in bed and I give him a kiss and I literally from my whole heart tell him how, how perfect and unbelievably lovable he is. This is the way he is. And it seems to me he is, he starts to, like more and more he opens his creative, his playful side starts to go into his schoolwork, into his... It's just, you know, but I don't have any attachments now. This, it doesn't matter anymore. I will not lie. I have from time to time this, but it's... 80% of it is gone. And it was a huge attachment. It was a huge attachment. I mean, those of you who know me a bit longer maybe know how I, what I went through. How many times I cried and talked to the teachers and how many, what it's, there's so many things I've done in order to fix him. Thank you, Elena. That's a beautiful, beautiful story and such a great realization. This is. I must personally admit I also had a very powerful realization for me about this. I must really admit I was always talking about my wife being depressive sometimes. And when I was connecting to the perfection, I really felt that inside myself I needed her to be depressive because it was a possibility of me not to stand in my true power, but just say, okay, it's because my wife is depressed that uh, these things are happening because I don't want to stand up for my son and say, okay, this is the reason I am connected. I want this because I needed somebody to blame for all these things that are happening. And it's all about me. It's about me really becoming true for what I really stand for. And this is what I didn't do in the past, I must admit. So it was really, I needed this culprit, I would say, and this might be the reason for the, all these projections, for all the problems. And I'm at the moment, and I've realized that I started to work on it. I started to do Ho'oponopono about her, and I will see what this will bring about. But I feel that this is a true reason for me to really stand in my own power, that things will shift, really be true to myself.
So really, we create, I feel that we create our lives uh, to fit our purpose. And really the things that are coming up, uh, sometimes it really takes a lot of time to really look through it and really to understand the message behind it. It does. And I really it feel does. without a community like this, I mean, I wouldn't have got this realization. And this realization always come when I'm in class or I'm talking to you. It's really very powerful. I mean, I'm writing and things like that. This really helps. Much. Yeah, I know. It feels like like before, you know, when I was studying spirituality and trying to live my life as best I could, but I didn't have this community to mirror back to me what I was really feeling and um, what my true essence is and to mirror back to me like the things that I uh, am interested in healing the things that I am using against myself. Um, like I didn't have the opportunity or the willingness or even the ability to see what I was doing, like where I was blocking myself. You know, I just, it was like, it was, I was completely blind to what I was doing to myself. But Linda, even yes. that is perfect. It is. Because now you can see so much more clearly when it's not here. Yeah. It's so much more beautiful. Oh my God, yes. It sure is. Yeah, I want to thank you all for the courage and the strength and the inspiration. And we thank you too, Linda, for the same things. Yes. No, we're doing it together. Because we're one. Well, I'll share that. Nobody's going to share. Um, I also have a family uh, event coming up at the end of the month, uh, like you, Alina. And um, I'm so grateful that, again, we have this community and all the tools that we've been learning throughout. Um, and just having 
the opportunity for people to pray for me has been so helpful. And um, what I'm realizing is just going to a family event seems to trigger. Uh, that's when all my, my triggers start even before I get there. And, um, and I'm actually grateful for that because I, I wouldn't want to necessarily arrive and then have it all happen. And so, um, what I decided was to, to, I, I wasn't sure whether I was going to make this commitment to myself because if I make a commitment, then all of a sudden it becomes hard. So I thought I'm going to do it each day. But, but this last week, I've been doing a forgiveness letter every morning. So, and that's been really helpful. And so I'm going to um, keep doing them up until I go. And I thought I would um, print, print them out and take, take a forgiveness letter so that I can have one for each morning that I'm there if I need to. Um, but I've just been, it's really helped me kind of just diffuse um some of the triggers that are coming up and Elena you mentioned about sadness and I like the the forgiveness letters because of the questions what are you angry about what are you afraid of what are you sad and there's one more fearful or no one other one there's four emotions I can't remember what they all are oh just a sec hurt hurt that's one I forgot and that's my biggest one <laughs> what 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 um what makes what why am I feeling hurt um but it is just uh interesting for me that the triggers that I thought they were um it wasn't that at all once you start digging deeper and I'm finding the forgiveness letters are starting to uncover some of that it's mainly past hurts past family hurts um, I talked about this early in the year. I've got the, the main characters that we probably all have in our lives. These, the main characters on the stage and they kind of take different roles from time to time. Um, and the main characters that are coming up for me is my son and my daughter-in-law because that's who I'm going to visit. And so, um, yeah, just uh, looking at resentments or things that I don't feel good about. And I'm really hoping I can clean a portion of this out before I go stuff that I actually um, didn't even realize that has gone back way before my my daughter-in-law even coming on the scene but you know um, so that's that's I mean along with prayer but that's kind of my uh, what's helping me um, as well as getting some counseling and prayer partners and all you beautiful people here um, it just uh, I've I just kind of think like I have to prepare myself so much <coughs> before I go. Um, and, and that's okay. That's the way it is. Um, I'm just not one of these people that can be like, Oh, it's a family event. Yippee. I got my plane ticket. I'm packing my bags and I'm going. Yay. I can't wait to get there. <laughs> you know, that's just not what comes up for me. It's all this resistance and, I don't want to go and I don't feel good about this. So it's just part of who I am and I have to accept that about myself, love myself through it. And, um, and who knows what the future is going to be, but this is the way it is for me right now. Whenever I go to a family event and you've heard me talk about this in other years as well. Um, I just have to really 
prepare myself um, emotionally uh, to kind of um, to, to get there. So, yeah, thanks, everybody. I'm, I'm sure I'll be sharing more along the way. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. Thank you for sharing your willingness to shine the light on that situation and relationships and, and to have a different experience. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage, I feel. <laughs> it does for me. And how tricky that ego is. It wanted you to forget the hurt, right? Immediately wanted you to forget the hurt. Tricky ego. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that share, Diane. I, I uh, know exactly how you're feeling about And that's been my work this whole year. You know, earlier in the year, it was with my mom. A lot of it was with my mom. A lot of it with my husband. And it's that pain body, those emotional attachments we have. And it's, and that's how I found healing, to be able to heal it, is to go back and feel it. And those forgiveness letters are, and the spiritual counseling sessions have been invaluable for me this year to heal. And now, I mean, I had so many triggers with my mom, and sometimes on the spot, sometimes at the time, you know, and sometimes I had to just get away and go get in the car and in my and be crying and screaming in my mind and noticing the resistance to taking responsibility for everything and just feeling it. And then just, but then when I do, when I go through it, the emotional release has been huge. And now, and it's like uh, Elena was saying the 80%. Were you the one saying the 80%? <laughs> I think I have undone maybe 75, 80% of my emotional attachments with my mom. And now I can go visit her and the things that triggered me before don't even bother me anymore. And I feel like I can be with her for hours now and not have any judgments come up. And I would say, gosh, this, this feels so great. And it would, and this feels so easy. So why was it so hard? But it's, it's that pain body. It all has to come up for healing and be felt. So that's where I noticed I had the greatest healing is when I went and let myself just totally be in all the emotions. And with my husband, the big one was, you know, uh, anger and hate. And to think, okay, I have all this hate inside me, you know, it's something that's hard to accept. But that's where you have to go. That's where, and now every time it comes up, I just go in, go into my shadow and feel that hate and that anger. And I can see where a lot of it came up with my dad growing up. That's where it was from, and this is how why it's still repeating because I haven't healed it. But it's uh, it's not comfortable, but it's so important to go there with those emotions. I'll be holding you in prayer. Thank you, Lennon. Thank you so much for your share and. 
I just find it so encouraging and supportive to hear uh, what you're doing and the courage that you've got, as Linda said, the courage to face it, the courage to feel it, the courage to be in it and and to not judge it. And um, I heard that in a, um, I think it was the, the Masterful Living 3 class, the one that's uh, in September where Je- and Jennifer talked about that allowing the feelings to come up and uh, and feel them, but not have any negative thoughts about the feelings that are coming up. And I think that's a real, um, a real way of, of living masterfully uh, when the feelings come up to let go of the story uh, for me, which is a lot around blame, resentment, victim uh, you know just all those stories that are attached to my feelings is releasing those stories and uh, as you said feel the feelings so thank you so much for for that share you're welcome thank you yeah i think we're you know especially women we've been taught to to be a good person and that it's not okay to be angry and not okay to feel hate and all that. And so we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And then when we don't feel that, then it's going to, we're denying it and then we're going to project it out. Yeah. And it does take courage. I, I will admit to that because it's not pleasant to go through. No. You mentioned hate and anger for me it was rage real 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 rage and i always thought that somehow uh, in the past literally i thought that my husband he has some negative energies and he makes me feel this rage till up to the moment where i think last year it was Lars who you suggested me to do this meditation you remember within a child yeah. And then doing this meditation, I literally, I, I, because it was the time when I'm feeling, I was feeling a lot of rage, and I was, I, I was absolutely sure that it's just my husband does it to me. He's he, with his negative energies. That's why I had my head was like all hot. I was feeling and red, and it was his fault. And then I was doing this meditation. It literally brought me to this moment in my childhood where, for the first time, I got this feeling. And I realized, wow, wow. I remember, I, I, like I had memories about this moment, but the memories were just what was happening, but I didn't have memories of my feelings. And so, and this was healed. I could feel this rage. I could feel it to the, I mean, the, the source of it, the, where, where it came, what came, came from. And never ever after <laughs> did my husband ever behave like that or the way that it made me feel made me feel this way. It was healed. It was healed with this when I took responsibility for this feeling. I literally realized that for all of those years, I'm 40, 45 now. So for 44, it happened last summer, 44 years of my life, I spent, well, maybe less because it started when I was 10. So 34 years of my life, I spent carrying with me this rage because it was in me. It was always in me. You know, it's just that it get triggered by certain things. And afterwards, I was talking to him like several months after and they 
because I always thought he was angry with me. And he literally said, you know, Elena, I literally don't remember ever being angry with you. He, he, he doesn't, he wasn't. And for me, I thought he was angry. And that's why I was feeling this. It was all my, my rage that I was carrying. And he was just giving me this service by triggering it again and again so that I could up to the point where I had no choice than to face it and heal it. So I'm very grateful to him for this. You can, and I thought he was, I thought it was abusive. All of those books you read, abusive communication, you have to answer this way. It's not helpful. No way. It's, it's literally looking at our own like inside and healing it from inside. This is helpful. You see our community, like we're just helping each other. And you remember our conversation last, last year. And, and you, I, yeah, I posted on Facebook and you answered and you mentioned this meditation and immediately knew that it was for me to, something for me to do. And I did it immediately, like right after reading this post. And this was the healing moment. Thank you for sharing. I must really admit I have the same story, a little bit different, but it's exactly what I feel. I mean, the whole depression of my wife, I was a little child who was yeah, very nice and who did everything mother wanted and things like that. And I repressed a lot of feeling. I felt very bad about myself. I felt very frustrated, but I didn't express it. I was good at school. I did everything they wanted me to do. I had good grades and everything was perfect. But there was this deep depression inside of me. And this is exactly what I projected out to my wife, this depression. I want to be nice and can say, okay, <laughs> she is the depressed person. I am not there. I am totally healthy. And this is really the depressed feeling who came from my childhood. And I really didn't realize it. I mean, it took me a long time to really face this depression inside of myself. And also this rage and anger. I mean, my youngest son is very wild, sometimes and aggressive. And this is really the depressed anger. When I was a child, I didn't really show my anger. I couldn't really show my feelings and so this was coming up again to really show me that it's inside of me and that it's normal and yeah it's really wonderful to see everything as a healing opportunity as a projection of our mind and knowing that it's perfect just to see it and really relive it to other people on our path and literally release them from our projections yeah because for them, I don't know, I think for my husband was not so, I mean, pleasant to play this role. <laughs> he doesn't play it anymore. Doesn't. There's no necessity for it. The energy is gone. This energy. And I was living in, in fear of this energy for a long time. I was afraid to say something at home, to ask for something. I, no, not for, some, for certain things. I was really, really... Um, I was hiding myself, hmm. withdrawing, because I was afraid of this energy, which was not even from him, was my own. Hmm. I was afraid of myself, literally. <laughs> you know, it feels so good to be so honest. Hmm. 
know, he just, and I wanted also to ask, thank you, Diane, because you just shared and I thought it is so, it's so valuable when we can say the truth. Okay, there's family event coming, but I'm not like, ha oh, ha baking, you know, preparing my suitcases, but I'm preparing myself emotionally literally for this because it's, um, it is, I'm writing forgiveness letters too. Every day as well, before my family then. It's funny, this this kind of reminds me of um, the way that we get to be deeply raw and honest with each other. Um, like I was watching a, a dance video. I can't remember the guy's name. He's a ballet dancer and he was sing, dancing to um, this piece of music, uh, a pop song called Take Me to Church. And he, I mean, he's a, I guess he's an incredibly famous ballet dancer and like his leaps and his pirouettes and all of that was like spectacular and completely perfect, <laughs> exactly how they should be. But what was so beautiful and captivating and made me feel was his floor work when he got really honest and raw and um, primal with how he was feeling when he was really expressing his emotions through his movement that was the part that like grabbed my heart when I was watching it and made me go, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. So I feel like that's, that's us too. Like when we are being the, the good girl, the good boy, you know, out in the world that that's, that's okay. If that's how we feel safe to be that way no matter who we're being it with. But when we come together here, and we get to share, honestly, our hearts, that is such a precious gift. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Linda. I agree. I saw that same video. I felt the same thing. You could, you could feel his emotions. Yeah. 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 And that is beautiful to be able to do that in a safe spot. I'm grateful too. I could never share before, before this, before I joined this community. And it took me a couple of years, actually three year, years to start sharing and understand the value of it. You know, I spent the first year silently in community calls, silently. I remember when you started. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't second you. And I was always like almost trembling before I could share something. And then something shifted in me in the spiritual counseling training. Something shifted. Literally. I think it was the biggest, I think it was the biggest benefit for me that I was just realized that we're all, and then I, this is priceless, this opportunity to be our authentic selves without fear. And really to share the things we feel ashamed about or guilty. Yeah, while we're talking about this honest sharing, um, I thought it would be a good time to mention that, um, and I posted this on our Facebook group, but not everybody's there all the time. Um, Laurel, who is in, now I can't remember if she's in year three or year two. <laughs> she's, uh, she is a mastery circle facilitator. Um, anyways, um, she is, asking me to put together a mastery circle group for people that have chronic illness and chronic pain that will be starting at the beginning of the year. So if anybody is interested in that, just let me know and I'll pass your information on to Laurel. Um, because I feel that's important too, that, you know, people that are dealing with specific challenging circumstances, uh, to give you also a, a space where there are other people dealing with something very similar to you is so important. Um, and it, I just feel like it's another deep level of support that can be offered for people that are dealing with that. Yeah, I was thinking to do the same for parents. I had the same idea because I thought, so, so good because we have some very specific issues yeah. <laughs> and very specific triggers, you know. Yeah, you know, Elena, if you would want to be a host for a mastery circle that specifically deals with uh, parental issues, I'm nearly 100% sure that Jennifer would totally support that yeah. and be like, yeah, let's do it. Yes, I will. I'm, I will. I want. Anyway, it's my my agenda. Talk to Linda. Yeah. About this. yeah. I read this. I uh, read this, um, and I thought, yes, but I, I would like to like there are other issues. And I mean, I, I had so much healing. Lars, you know as well. We both had so much healing in this area. Yes. It's just uh, almost a shame not to share and not to support others. Yeah, and imagine having those groups that are branched off of our other groups and then coming back into our other groups, you know, like our Masterful Living 1 community call or Masterful Living 2 community call after having that kind of support in those specific areas where we're most challenged, the amount of growth that we can have is just going to be like exponentially blown through the roof. I'm so excited for this stuff. I really am. 
Remind me, Linda, who who can participate in those mastery circles? Like, I have a counseling client that I think would be interested. She's not a masterful living. She's never done finding freedom, but she she listens to Jennifer's Tuesday radio show. Yeah. And all her her free courses are the Living a Course in Miracles series. Is, is are the mastery circles open to those people? Um, only if they have been in masterful living. Um, the, the regular mastery circles, as far as I know, are not open to people that are not in masterful living. And I believe these offshoot mastery circles are something that we're going to make available to anybody who has ever been in masterful living, kind of like the study buddy program. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also have like uh there's a woman that was in that um self sabotage five day challenge that is really wishing for more support. I asked her to join my ACIM study group. Because that's free, it's not really anything that is um affiliated with Jennifer's programs. Um, but I also know that it will benefit me and anybody else that is attending that because, you know, there's a lot of people that are in Masterful Living that are in that study group that are spiritual counselors and somebody might hear something from somebody and go, you know, I might like to have a counseling session with that person. So, uh, plus I just, I cannot believe the amount of insights that I get from talking to people about that course, you know, all the sections that we're studying that we're reading each week. So, yeah, I know if she's never been in masterful living, um, give her my email address and she can join my ACIM study group. If she's interested in a course of miracles. Yes, she is. Okay. I will do that. Okay. Because we have people that have been studying the course for years and people that just picked up the course when they saw that I was offering the group. What's on your mind, Carla? <laughs> Look at my face or something. Well, um, I don't know if it's the first time. That's what I was debating. I'm like, my mind is telling me that. That um, next, well, I think it starts tomorrow, but there's one, there's two. Uh, uh, practice and then the, the, where I'm going to read to a group of people. And I've never read stuff outside of the mastery, uh, masterful living and stuff. It's uh, not true. My mind, my, I was told by spirit that I did it once for awakening together. I forgot about that. So anyhow, 
Um, so I'm doing that. And um, I don't know if I feel tense. And even even something totally different, because you guys were talking about it, was going to visit family, family stuff, because that definitely can um, bring up stuff. And so this morning, I look up at 5.30. Um, I don't know if I spoke about it here. I definitely spoke about it in MLC3, I think. Um, but this letter my sister sent me, telling me I was <laughs> I was lacking in stuff, like compassion, understanding, consideration of others, and stuff like that. It's kind of funny now, but it wasn't at the time. So this morning I um, bought the ticket to go home. So I guess um, I think we're the, the, I'm asking for prayers for all that for um, this. So here's here's I feel prompted to read something, read a poem, and this is what I I really. I called it, and you love, trust, trust yourself, trust life, all is unfolding perfectly for your awakening. Every ego thought is not yours, it is only an opportunity an opportunity to turn away from it, an opportunity to surrender, an opportunity to offer it up to spirit for healing and choose love. Love chooses you. Love always chooses you because it is you. Feel it. Know it. Love it. Love, love. And you love yourself. Then, <laughs> so, So I'm just opening for support. Nothing specific. Thank you, Carla. That was like a beautiful prayer. Carla, can I have your sister's number so I can call her and tell her what a wonderful human being you are and what a loving presence you are in this world? And what great things, what good you do. No, because she's part of my healing. I know. I just want to. She's perfectly doing whatever she needs to do for my healing. Yeah. Thank you. I know you. I, I feel your support. That's what it is. I get I it. I'd be happy anytime to make that call just to let her know. <laughs> I know that she doesn't know this side of you. And maybe she needs to hear from another, another human being. So 
keep that in mind. I think what she's bringing up is that I do okay here. Not okay, but, you know, I do it here, whatever. Yeah. But in family is the most challenging place to bring the That's why we're practicing with each other here so we can take it to the rest of our lives and our experiences that come up for our healing, right? Family so, is master class, actually. <laughs> Ren, my son was very attracted by your profile picture. He said, "This, you said it, it's like what? Why is there is a guy with a cat on his head?" <laughs> But you know, I got my hands on my heart in the same picture, and I got all this floating around. <laughs> I noticed this, but he was very curious. And he had in there all of the spots around. <laughs> he said Tell he likes someday. Go- Tell he him likes- someday. He'll, he said- he'll have a picture with a cat on his head. Oh. <laughs> Tu peux avoir euh, le photo avec le avec le, le chat sur ta tête. <laughs> he said when we are laughing, he's laughing too. So he's technically participating. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, it feels like our our families have these is where we have these roles to play and when we aren't filling the roles that we've been filling for years that's when things get triggered and come up and then we can be so grateful for it Think about it. We are the focal point of healing for our family. Yes. So it's like the foundation, really. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, everybody. Don't forget, Carla, I'm less than two hours away from your family home. (laughs) Oh, man. Anybody else have a intention or prayer request they want to hold on to, support around?
It's too much for words, huh? I personally need some prayers for my wife because she's struggling with her job for she is losing her job very soon and she's very frustrated and she thinks that she will not find a new job which is good for her and I will ask for your prayers about the situation because it's affecting our family. I think my prayer request is to just hang on to this feeling of gratitude, appreciation, and unconditional love. Especially for Elena's son who was trying to drill her head. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like you did, you're like you didn't have the noise in the cabin with all of this. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Linda for reminding me. I am trying, that's my mantra these days, just live each moment in gratitude for whatever comes. That everything that comes is a blessing. Everything is a beautiful opportunity to learn something new. And I'm trying to be grateful for whatever comes my way and not judge it as good or bad. So thank you for reminding me of the mission for me is gratitude. Gratitude is a miracle. Thank you. I think I have it. I think I spoke this intention before me, not here. The intent to allow life to flow through me and carry me. Yeah. It's not just flowing through me, it's carrying me. My prayer would be to be um, grateful for all the opportunities of healing that are coming up for me. Thank you. And I would say mine is uh, what Jennifer was challenging year one students with, which was, you know, pray to hear guidance more clearly, to follow through with that guidance and be grateful for it. I have a thought I'd like to share from the poet Rumi. I'm spinning out of nothingness, scattering stars like dust. 
Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, who's on the phone? Uh, Angela and Richard? Do you have anything? You haven't spoken. Hi, this is Rich. I would ask for prayers for our sister-in-law, Jane, who went through a biopsy yesterday and is awaiting results. And I'd ask for prayers that for peacefulness. And as um, someone said earlier, knowing that all things are planned for a good reason, that we might all uh, wrap her healing energy. Thank you. I think that's it. Does somebody want to pray out? Well, I'll pray. Is it Angela? I think that might be Karen. Uh, Did you want to say something before prayer? He's got some now. He doesn't realize she's unmuted. Just speak louder. We're so grateful, 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 grateful for all of life, all the opportunities offered each day for our awakening, our growth, our healing, our giving us opportunities to grow in our willingness to choose love at all times. And we bring to life our open mind, our open heart, knowing that everything that happens, however loving or challenging it seems, is 
gently planned for our waking. And we notice, notice the identification, the thinking that is supporting us in our growth and our awareness and allowing us to choose love above all else. And we know, we trust ourselves and our choices, no matter how those choices appear, they are used by spirit always for good. And we ask, we're open to life and supporting us and caring us and all the invisible supporting us in our awakening. And we share, we freely share, we lovingly share all this love we feel for ourselves and for life with everyone because we are one, one in grace, gratitude, joy, we allow it to be, amen. Amen. Thank you, Carla. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.